Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, with this week's Indie Spotlight. So this is for the week of April 14th. We have two independent comics that um, I had a good read on. So I'm looking forward to going over those with you guys. So let, let's begin. So the first one that we have this week is Jewel Verne's Lighthouse. This is from Image Comics, and the story is by David Hine and Brian Haberlin, with the art drawn by ha Brian Haberlin. Colors by Gerard Van Dyke, and letters by Francis Takanaga. Um, what can I say? All right, so the book is heavy to begin with, and I mean heavy as far as page count. So it's got to be a good 40-plus pages in this book, so you get some good content. And, and, you know, I think that's really great, especially for a number one issue, because it gives you more room to you know, world build and bring more story in, which was great. So first off, what I like to say is the the book is absolutely beautiful. So, you know, whatever Brian did in this book, it's, it's just as far as like the panel layout, as far as the emotion and I guess the dynamics. So each panel is quite dynamic as far as, you know, with the way that the uh, characters are posed. So it feels like there's a sense of movement on the page, which is fantastic. Um, and the art is just, it's really nice. It's crisp. It's really clean. Um, I like it a lot. So it's, I, I always strive for myself personally to create some type of emotion on the page. And you can kind of sense what each character is feeling um, through each one of the panels, which is fantastic because it kind of just lets you know what the tone of the book is, uh, which is great. So kudos to that. Um, as far as the writing... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, whenever we're doing world building, and I've, I've spoken about this before, it's just you have to get so much of the reader, first of all, engaged, but also brought up to speed as to what is this world about? How big is this world? Who's in this world? And are they significant in this world? So you got quite a crew. So in, in short, um, this is a space book. So you've got this, you know, asteroid that's floating out in space. Um, with this tower on it um, that's called the lighthouse and it acts like a lighthouse would act in the ocean where it's sort of like a beacon so basically portals open up or they help to open up these portals for ships that are passing through these shipping lanes spaceships I should say um, through space so they keep them out of harm's way of actually you know going through debris um, and then moving on to their next port from there so these guys are stationed on this lighthouse um, to have those ships pass through safely. Um, and then basically what you have is these pirates that invade um, the lighthouse. Um, and you're trying to figure out what their motives are um, for this. So you have one main girl who has sort of like a secret pass. Um, she has her robot that actually looks out for her. Um, and then the rest of the crew. So right now there's these, these pirates were able to get on board. Um, because someone within the lighthouse allowed them to be able to do that. So now um, the main character, the main antagonist is running through with her robot trying to figure out how to save the rest of her crew but at the same time trying to figure out um, who's the person that actually betrayed them um, on this uh, on, in, in the lighthouse. Uh, and then we get to find out what the pirates' motives are as they wanted to uh, received some cargo from this ship that was supposed to be passing through um, and they actually towards the end you get to see um, them open up a portal uh, with the coordinates that go into an asteroid field to allow the ship to actually be damaged 
so that the pirates could go ahead and collect the contents that they want um, off of it. So while they're telling the main story, they have a whole bunch of like uh, hints and drops of her past that she's just, I guess, trying to avoid or avoid from happening over again. Um, so it, it's, it's just dribs and drabs here and there, um, and it works really well. So she's suffering with, I believe, some post-traumatic um, stress. So she's actually on medication um, for it. So there's a there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of grounding with that, making the characters a little bit more real and having their flaws that they need to deal with. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of intrigued. You know, I've said in the past I'm I'm not really big on space books, and um, oftentimes because there's just they're using terminology that I'm just not. It's not that I'm not familiar with. It's just that I'm not you know completely into. Um, but I, I'm definitely going to give this one another try. Uh, just because I'm intrigued to see where the story is going to go. I mean, it's paced really well. Uh, like I said, they had enough room with the amount of pages that were in this book to to tell a story. And it's kind of got me intrigued. And um, so we'll see where it goes. So Jewel Verne's uh, Lighthouse from Image Comics. You want to check it out. All right. The second book I had a chance to read this week is from Aftershock Comics. And it's called Phantom on the Scan. Now it's written by Colin Bunn. Um, art by Mark Torres. Uh, letters by Dave Sharp. So, yeah, Colin Bunn, I, I've, you know, if you're familiar with him as a writer. You either like him, don't like him. Um, I actually like him. He's a really good writer. Um, and, and this book is no different from his writing style. It's actually really well paced um, and gives you so much. Um, I don't want to say detail because there's not a lot of writing in it, per se. But it gives you the right amount of writing ratio to art that allows you to understand what the story is telling you and where it could possibly go which is probably where it's not going to go but basically you have it opens up with uh the past where i guess this guy is envisioning or having a nightmare about an accident that he had in the past and someone else drowned and he survived and that person that drowned i guess it was a kid is I, I don't know if it's a ghost, a spirit, or something, but it, it's around. And it warns him that something else is coming. But it also lets him know that, that there's others out there. And he can kind of communicate with the spirit to the other spirits that are connected to those people. Um, which is cool and scary at the same time. Um, so basically what he's doing, he's finding out that he's not the only one. And he tries to get these group of people together to figure out what's coming um, for either them or just coming in general that's sort of evil. Um, it's interesting. I mean, the art in it is... How can I explain the art? I, I like it. It's almost not impressionistic, but, you know, it's got this really ominous feel to it. It almost feels like it's drawn um, as a sense of, like, horror, which I think the genre... It works for so yeah it really does connect the art to the storytelling itself so um, kudos to the artists on that and then I believe he did the colors as well and it really sets like this sort of like uh, like dark tone for the book which feels kind of heavy um, and works perfectly for the book all for that so basically just enough we, we get enough of the story where we understand how this guy is being you know tortured in his nightmares um, and the spirit that 
I guess he has hanging around with him. Seems to be changing or getting older in, in a sense. Um, and then he actually communicates with the other, I believe there's three other or four other uh, people who are going through the same thing that he's going through. And basically they're called psychics, I guess. So there's, uh, I guess, a demon or something that's finding who these psychics are. And he's blowing them up from the inside. So their heads are blowing up. So we see him do it to uh, the demon, do it to someone halfway through the storyline. And then we see it happen to one of the guys that are sitting at the table with the people that have been summoned. So it kind of ends there. And they're like, what the hell is going on? So they need to figure out what it is that's that's taking them apart um, off of that. So, yeah, it's a really freaky. Um, Phantom on the Scan from Aftershock Comics. Uh, I definitely going to give this another go. I want to see where it's going. Um, yeah. Good stuff. So two books to check out. Joel Verne's Lighthouse and Phantom on the Scan from uh, Aftershock. If you want to give those a good read. All right. That's this week, uh, guys. Uh, I want to thank you for stopping by. Remember, um, Fridays, Saturdays, uh, I have the uh, Indie Spotlight where I give my two cents. Um, if it's worth that much on independent books that I read for the week. And then uh, Sundays, whenever we have independent creators or any announcements, uh, look out for those on Monday to be released. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, uh, amazingactioncomics.com slash podcast. Uh, fill out the form and love to have you on. Uh, promote whatever it is that you're doing um, for any independent uh, creator out there who's looking for a platform to just, you know, either practice on or, you know, get your stuff out there. Feel free to contact uh us at amazingactions.com slash podcast. Uh, we do have some announcements. I've been saying it over the last, you know, couple of podcasts that we have announcements coming up soon. Um, if you want more information, we're going to be releasing that soon, but we do have some information on our site right now at amazingactioncomics.com. So feel free to check that out, especially if you're looking to get our books into your hands. Uh, we're looking to reach out to your local comic shop and get the books into your shop. So that'll be pretty cool. So until next time, everyone, be amazing, stay amazing, and read something amazing.